and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Simon here with Fraser, Liam and Paul. How are we, gentlemen? Yeah, been, yeah. been better, been worse, though. Well, the last time we, we podded was after a good performance, rather, away at Blackpool and a 4-2 win at home against Wigan. So it was kind of feeling like, OK, maybe, maybe. And then Wickham away, Northampton at home, Orient at home, and it just feels very very flat at the moment yeah i i think that is a, a very good way to describe it i think we've talked about the atmospheric games quite a lot um this season anyway the best thus far has been probably the reading game which felt like a, a decent match day experience but it did not feel like a derby at all even even when we were sort of up at the top of the league and stuff the the atmosphere hasn't been wonderful and so that was almost used pre orient to be like oh well you've got to get the players up then i thought the fans were really good on saturday and i think that the performance was probably the worst that we've that we've seen this season <laughs> but it, it was it was bad like it, we've we've had a few in this run of of not losing where we've had the five draws and a, a win most games we've been bad in one half and good in the other i think we were good for 16, 17 seconds, and we scored in that 16, 17 seconds. <laughs> Other than that, I just thought it was bad. Yeah, I'm I'm usually the last to be negative, but I think that's fairly realistic. Saw Orient passing the ball well, making things happen with it. They weren't just, they, they did pass it and, and keep possession for a while, but then they were zipping it forwards and sidewards and keeping us moving. And it's stuff we saw Oxford do earlier in the season. It was sort of frustrating to see us undone by it so easily um i will get more positive throughout the pod i promise but someone else go <laughs> <laughs> no, I, think no. That's, I think that's right liam yeah i mean we, we weren't um it really wasn't uh anything special at all that performance in fact i think you, you when you said it was the worst of the season i thought no there's been loads worse and then i tried to think of them and i don't know that i, I can um yeah maybe, maybe peterborough but um i think that was a much better opposition i think you know I thought Orient were okay. I didn't think they were anything amazing. Um, I know they've been on a good run of form, but I didn't think they they really shouldn't have caused us the, the problems that they did. The defending on 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 both of the goals we conceded was just calamitous. I think a team that were challenging for the playoffs should quite easily have have um, beaten Leighton Orient. But um, yeah, I just thought we were nowhere near them, and it was it's kind of like we we need reasons to play we we usually tend to go ahead and then it's kind of like we think the game's done and no one seems to be that hard to do anything we play so annoyingly deep it was it's really irritating and you think we should be setting up to to try to convincingly beat Leighton Orient at, in a home game at this stage of the season I just don't think we could get anywhere near them a lot of the time we were talking about injuries I don't know that that's that valid anymore a lot of players are back Who's really still out that we were pinning the season on? I mean, Marcus Brown, we didn't really have a lot of... Marcus Brown's a great player, but did anyone really think he was going to carry us all the way through the season? I don't think so. He's he's quite prone to injury. Kyle Edwards, again, came in as a loan quite late on. Um, I don't know that I think anyone... we missed more. You know, yeah. Mm. But yes, oh, absolutely, but yeah, yeah. That is not a reason to play as badly as we did. And if we want to challenge for a playoff spot, we have to be able to drop one centre-back and for the team to not fall apart. It has to be possible that... that Because injuries happen, you know, they really do. Injuries just happen. Um, I know we had quite a crisis this season, but we now have a very normal amount. Des Buckingham has still certainly got my support and patience. 
he's going to have to find something fairly soon um, that that turns the season around. And you know, I say that, but I honestly think he could lose every game between now. He could lose the next eleven league games, which is the whole season. And I, I don't think the club are going to make a switch. So I think people hoping for that. I just don't think there's any point because it's not no, going to happen. I, I think if you look at it objectively, like it, that match on Saturday has not been good enough. There's no getting away from that. A lot of the performances haven't been good enough, but you can't bring a manager in, not give him the assistant manager that he, that he obviously needs. Obviously mm. has had the injuries and stuff. He has um, had a transfer window. You can't, you can't not give him the tools and then go, well, you're not good enough. Off you go. You've got to give him the chance with his coaching staff that he needs, with a few of his signings and all of that stuff. And, you know, realistically, with a pre-season, if you look at, I, th- I think they said it on either wasn't it the game or the dub, but I think Jerome said about um, look at the performances the end of last season and then look at the performances the beginning of this season. It was the same manager, but the way we were playing was so different because he had had a pre-season with them. He'd got his own players in. He had done this, that and the other. Um, well, we've got to give him that same opportunity. And I don't think it's been said anywhere, but I think, Simon, you mentioned it in our WhatsApp group. His When he first went into Mumbai, they had been really successful and his first season wasn't very good. And then his second season, they broke a load of records. Whether that will happen, you know, you can't guarantee. I, I, I just think we can't go, oh, well, you know, you, you, we were second when you took over and, and now we're sixth. So you're obviously not good enough. Off you go. We've, we've got to give him, like, we, you owe any person <laughs> giving them an opportunity. And he, he hasn't had a full one yet. No, you're right. He's had one transfer window. He's not had a preseason. Um, there's, there's, you know, a, a lot of things around that that we're aware. Of, like you say, the the assistant manager, all of that sort of stuff. And if you if you are somebody who says, "Well, get rid of him," you bring somebody else in at this point who's going to have to go through that process again. You know, of well, I haven't got my own players, and and they get a little bit of this season. Maybe they get the close season. You know, it 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 becomes all. It, we've got to have a long term plan. You know. Um, Otherwise, you're just reacting um, to to short term, you know, um, poor results. I know there are people who, who who aren't convinced by him, but equally are saying to me, you know, privately, no, we've we've still got to give him the summer and probably at most of next season as well. You can't just, you know, that they're not convinced he is the right man, but equally he must be given the time to show. Either he is or he isn't. And I think given that time, he will come good. He also needs that support from the club as well. He's come into a situation on his own. We we gave, you know, Liam Manning did very well at the end of last season. And then in the summer, we kind of did a lot to support him in terms of backroom staff, getting rid of backroom staff that were here, him bringing in his own people. He brought in players in the summer that he wanted. Maybe not all of the players that he wanted, but I think we all felt it was a, a decent transfer window. So he, he was given an awful lot of support in the, in terms of that backroom staff and and and, and analysts and, and assistant manager and all of that sort of stuff. And then when he goes, and 
because he was perhaps only on a one-year rolling contract. He, he, we didn't back him thoroughly in terms of a contract. We've now given a, a manager a long contract, but we're not giving him the rest of the support that Liam Manning got. It, 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 we kind of need to address that, I think, before we can really sort of see whether Des is the right man or not and, and, and judge him once he's had that that support around him. Um, it, and I, I think the assistant manager is a, a massive part of that. Yeah, and it needs to be, I think, somebody external. You know, I know it was Chris Hackett was, was appointed, but that didn't seem to be necessarily appointment that, that Des was, was, uh, was aware of. Um, I think it does need somebody external um, to come in with to look at things from the outside with a fresh another fresh pair of eyes rather than somebody who's been in the club for for a long period of time that you know I think it does need freshening up occasionally um we've now got uh, you know the performance um athletic performance coach or analyst or whatever we've got the analyst coming in I think we're getting there yeah yeah performances aren't there yet um, and results aren't really there yet either. Um, so that has got to improve. But but yeah, he, he's he's going to have another twelve months. I think he's going to have the summer, the preseason, and and certainly until Christmas. Yeah, you, you're probably talking November, December, aren't you? Because yeah. you, at that point you go, is this working? Do we bring someone else in before the next transfer window? Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's looking so far away. You look at when we recorded the last pod, things were looking upbeat mm. again, and and but more or less up until the weekend. Yeah, we we drew some games you'd want a win from, but oh oh well, we're still in the um, in the playoffs. We're four points ahead of the the team just outside. Um, they have two games in hand, but are they going to win both of those? I, you know, all of that stuff. Um, and then Saturday happens, and you know tonight we—I'm fairly sure—going to drop out of the the playoffs. And suddenly everything's the worst possible situation. These things change really quickly, and yeah. um, if if seventy-five points is enough, it doesn't matter if we get seventy-five points as soon as possible, or we get the seventy-fifth point on the last day of the season. We might drop out of the playoffs. That doesn't mean that we're going to definitely end up out of the playoffs but in order to get there things do need to change and you know you know you we we mentioned Pete was you know was the Leighton Orient performance as poor as any performance this season well yeah Peterborough away possibly matches that and and at the time I thought well Peterborough going up automatically and and yet you look at them you know that's four points in the last six games I mean that's worse than us Mm. And, you know, so so there's every chance that we might drop out the playoffs, keep picking up point, you know, one point every game, more or less, and, and overtake Peterborough. You know, who'd have thought that before Christmas? Yeah, I don't think it was so much the performance. I mean, Leighton Orient looked good. They looked really good. They had a plan. You know, they were all together. You know, when one closed down, they all closed down. When one attacked, they all t- it looked very polished. When they and all went down holding feigning an injury, they all went down feigning an injury. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Molly, didn't the mean question that one. When we ushered one player three, when we ushered them all three. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the the way we it was the uh kind of 
standing around waiting for someone else to do something. Or, you know, when it came to breaks of play, you had four players in the middle talking amongst themselves, tactics and argument. Nobody going to Des Buckingham. And it was just like, what's going on here? Like, it, it, we just didn't look like we had a plan. And it was concerning. Even when, when we were ahead, it was like, I don't really know who's going to tell people what to do. Well, I think a couple of things uh, I would would say to that are, um, I think Jerome hit the nail on the head on the dub when he talked about, um, it's not, he didn't say, it's not that we don't have a plan. Uh, I think he did it on, wasn't at the game as well. He, He sort of said, do we think we're better than we are? And I think there was this like, oh, well, if we play football, we'll win. No, we've got to fight. You've Earn the right. Yeah, we've, we've right, heard two you? different opinions of um, Leighton Orient. One is that they were average, but we made them look good. The other is that they were good. Either way, they committed some, um, some fouls in the, in the first half that were ugly things to do, but it won them the game. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it, we're at that end of the season now. It doesn't have to all be pretty. Do what you need to do. And, you know, we might have a great squad. And I I feel we do, player for player. I think we've got a really strong squad and we've got depth and we haven't had that for a while. But that's not enough. (laughs) You've you've got to do what it takes to win the game. And at the moment, individually and as a team, we are not doing what it takes to, to do the ugly stuff, to... Okay, we're one nil up. We'll go for two. We'll go for three. Whatever it is, when we went and and got that second um, Goodwin's first goal, good good that he's off the mark and all of that. Uh, what were there six minutes left? Mm. And I said to Paul, I just don't see us holding on to it. Mm. And that's that's not a good sign as a fan yeah. sat there watching a the game thinking it's it's two one. There are six minutes left, and I reckon we're not going to win this game. And you know, lo and behold. And granted, the, the players you would look to and say, these people will drag us through would be Moore, who wasn't able to play at all that game, and Brannigan, who had had to go off. But OK, well, they brought on McEachran at that point. Isn't he experienced enough to do that? Yeah. It, it, well, yeah, we've got, we, we've got to be able to lose players, as we say, and uh, we've got to be able to drop a centre-back, a midfielder, and it and the team doesn't completely fall apart. It has to be possible, mm. you know. Injuries happen, players have to go off. This is this is a normal season, and uh, you know something that um, we had a message from one of our listeners, hi Ed, uh, on on Twitter, who asked us to talk about something. Um, so there's there's this thing with um, it came up a bit after Saturday. Um, is Des Buckingham's touchline kind of body language? Um, so it's very um, it's very. Michael Appleton, as opposed to Carl Robinson, it's very reserved. It's mm-hmm. very kind of doesn't really do very much. He's quite he's not very animated. I have to say, I'm probably the opposite trajectory to most people on this issue. I used to th- I I used to always think this never mattered. I thought, well, who cares? What does that matter? But I have to say, I I do kind of get it to a certain extent when someone is doing nothing, not doing nothing, but with their body doing nothing. I think there's loads of kind of psychology, especially in sport, in body language. And the c- comparison was, what's the Orient manager? Wellens? Um, Richie Wellens. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of all over the place. 
calling for everything, moving his arms about, shouting, screaming, everything he could possibly Get, do. Getting sent off. Getting sent off, yeah. yeah. Um, so, he, so he's I not going to be able to do that for the next, what is it? Is it a three-game ban that he gets for that? Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, two or three, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's a middle ground, isn't there? There's a middle ground in, in animated behaviour that where you wouldn't get yourself sent off and you kind of send messages about. I mean, I don't know what, what I put out to the group. What do people think? Is it, is it nonsense? Does it not matter at all? Or do you need your leader to be visibly doing something to spur you on? It's interesting because you mentioned Michael Appleton, who, you know, just famously stood there, arms crossed, looking like a bouncer. Well, but it well, works because him. he, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. under him, we got a promotion. We had some good cup runs. And just very occasionally he would lose it and you'd kind of know when he'd lost it. But but that was very, very rare. And it, it, it you sometimes feel, OK, you've done the work on the training ground. If the players aren't, you know, you should have them absolutely set up and ready to play. Maybe because under Appleton, more often than not, we were playing well and winning. He didn't need to do that sort of ranting and raving that at times... Um, Carl Robinson did. Although, you know, under Robinson, we, we made playoffs. We were, you you know, towards the top end of the table, mostly under him, but it was a lot more demonstrative. I, I, I think it depends on the players because the players need to concentrate on what they're doing on the pitch. And if they're halfway between looking at what they're doing on the pitch and, look at, and looking over the shoulder, hang on, oh, he's shouting, he's pointing, what's he doing? He's, we, we, what does that mean? He's one, you know, his arms are all over the place and he's pointing here, there, I don't know what he wants me to do. So it, there, there is a bit of that, but it might help the fans looking at him. Okay, he, he does care, you know, just because you're waving your arms about doesn't make any real difference to whether you care or not, But but it might be something that that he needs to do to 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 kind of just get people going a little bit I, it, it, it's difficult I, it's one of the you know you look back at the England managers for did we go Keegan oh Keegan's brilliant he's passionate but he's got no tactical awareness we need someone with tactical awareness so we brought in Capello who just sat there and was tactically very good and it was like no we don't need him he's got no passion so and we kind of i think we went through sort of several managers bring me steve England. mclaren was, yeah <laughs> and and then it was like well he's he's not tactically aware so we get somebody and it just we kind of go from one to the other either yeah it'd be lovely to get somebody who's passionate and tactically aware and you know you, I, I, I don't know what the actual answer is i'm i'm saying I, words without really yeah. kind of making a I point it, it's it's <laughs> You need to throw your arms around a bit more. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. Point here and there. I don't know what that means when they point. Yeah, I, I they have two fingers pointing down, then their hand goes round them like that. No, no, I have no idea what that means. I've got. I don't really think it matters either way. I think it's it. It's what respect they command. You know, if the players respect them, it doesn't matter how loud they're being. You'll look to them. You know. And if they do actually, if somebody is quiet the whole time and then suddenly they, if there's a crossword, my God, you listen, mm. you have that respect. If somebody you have no respect and they're shouting all the time, whatever, you're just like, oh, shut up. You know, you don't, you don't care. You know, you think, if you think of it as your boss, you know, who has your best boss been? You know, they, they vary, you know, some of them talk all the time. Some sit back, listen, you know, and then come at you. It depends what, 
you know, do you trust them that they know what they're doing? And I, if, if he stands there, like that's fine. If you're if you respect him to listen when he says something, and if he's not saying something, you're obviously doing something right or wrong or whatever. But if there's, you know, it, I don't think it makes much difference to the fans. It may, but I don't think that will necessarily affect the players and how they play for him. I think the from. In my opinion, the the work is done from the manager up until um, kickoff, and then mm. is over to the players. And I think it, I think it has to be. That yeah. being said, I completely agree with what what Paul said about it. I think it's for the fans, for the fans' mm. benefit. It might be that some players work better with a manager doing that, and and others don't. Um, in my job, we obviously, um, so I'm an actor. For anyone that doesn't know. So we've got a director. Now, nine directors out of 10, you do the dress rehearsal and just before the, the opening show, they go, right, now the show is yours. It's over to you. Have fun with it. Enjoy it. All of that stuff. Um, you get other directors that will, after each performance, come and give you notes and, oh, you're still in the wrong place at the and do this and try this and constantly critiquing you so you know it's it's horses for courses i wouldn't say one is is better than the other they're just different ways to achieve the same thing um mm. I, I mean I've, I I've worked with directors who are side stage during a show giving me notes and oh in the next scene do this and then that's mm. chaos for me but again <laughs> some actors will enjoy that um and and i suspect it's the same i, I think that's transferable I think also, though, to say um, it, it's for the fans, I agree. But I'd also add in, it's not as if that's not an important thing, because if you have a fan base that's buoyed up and, and you know, raring to making the stadium a place that's a lot better to, for players to play in, there's an argument there. That, I mean, and, and, you know, there's also things like I remember because we had so many of these moments under Carl Robinson for all my criticism of him, he was amazing for that. And I always remember, I think it was the Newcastle goal when we equalised um, West Ham Looney, I can't remember his name. Whoever Holland, it was, Nathan Scorsese. Holland. Nathan Holland, yes, that's it. There's a clip, because the game was on the BBC or something, they had an angle of Carl celebrating that goal. Yeah, it was on the match of the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. might have been, yeah. Yeah, there was, they had a clip of him Carl runs from the touchline back towards the dugout and just screams in some fan's face because he's just losing his mind that we've just equalised. And I love watching that on the highlights. Still now, he's not even the manager now, but as a fan, I get excited to think that clip is about to appear. And I love watching that. And, you know, it's there is something great in seeing these people who are supposed to be held up professionals always just just kind of going in mad like one of us. <laughs> there is something that I would like to see along those lines. Um, and I haven't seen it and I think this was missing a lot on um, less so on Saturday I guess but I want to see someone like Brannigan um, or, or maybe a winger, somebody who gets you off your seat um, Harris could do it, Goodrum could do it whip the fans up wave mm. those arms, get mm. everyone going because because yeah. they would, and and our fan base yeah. are waiting for a reason to do that. That's why mm. I think Brannigan's dived into some crazy tackles recently, and and it probably yeah. 
caused an injury or two um, that hasn't helped him. Um, but we're we're waiting for something to get us up. So do that. Yeah. And if yeah. Buckingham's doing that, I still think we're all we're all on board with that. Yeah. Um, and and we can feel that that's needed. So they must do. It's pointless. Just yeah. I I it really got to me the amount of stuff talked about pre-game about well you know the fans should get the players up or should the players get the fans up it can it can happen at the same time and as I said I thought the fans were good on on Saturday and the performance was not good enough it did not do that whereas if if the players can identify it I think you saw Jude Bellingham do it in, in an England game and he does it quite often in Real Madrid games where he's properly getting the crowd going and he's a, a kid that can mm. identify that yeah. yeah, there is there is no way Harris or Brannigan can't see that, and they're that sort of player. Like they can all probably feel it, but if Elliot Moore does that, I don't think it's as as sort of Natural organic. Kind and, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, I'd, I'd like to you, see that. If you want some proof that the fan base is somewhat disconnected at the moment, this Saturday we are away to Portsmouth at Fratton Park. They are top of the league. We are sixth. There are ten games to go. Well, there will be ten games to go after that, that game. Uh, it's an, it's 90 minutes from Oxford. You can get there fairly easily on the train. They only allocated us 1,300 tickets and it's made it to general sale. How has that happened? Mm. I mean, look, and, and that's not, and that's absolutely not a go at any fans. I never would have suspected that would get to general sale um, this late in the season. I mean, even just there's loads of little factors like the manager is our old assistant manager. There's a bit of bite there. Oxford Pompey games are usually quite fiery. It's a good away day. Fratton Park is pretty decent. There's new, like a really good club just next to the away their, end. <laughs> they've <laughs> got rail standing there now, which is something that yeah, you know, a lot of safe standing there now. Something right. loads of yeah, fans that, want. that'll improve yeah. atmospheres. Yeah, there, and it, there will be some it, that are waiting till this payday. In yeah, January being such yeah. a long month, and then you get that yeah. paycheck and it pays off this, that, and the other. So you mm. wait until that, and if there's a payday yeah. in between, you might be waiting for that. So there will yeah, be some shifting. And and that's you actually you're very right to say that, Liam, because that's something that never really gets said is that um, football is a luxury to a lot of people, at the, especially at the moment. The world is quite expensive, <laughs> um, and uh, life is quite expensive. And yeah, we you, you're very you're very right to point that out because um, yeah, I'm 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 still quite surprised it's managed to get through season ticket holders, yellow members, and now it's on general sale and it mm. and it hasn't shifted. And and thirteen hundred. I mean, we we've taken a lot more to Portsmouth than that before. Um, so um, yeah, I'm quite. Uh, and I, I don't know. We've what taken it says, a lot really, more to but... Carlisle. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> true. Talking about uh, you know managers and and the way they they behave on the touchline. Now, obviously, um, Des has come through the City Group, and you know the the way that those play. It's something that's talked about. You know, can we play that kind of City Group way with the players we've got? But equally, you know, the manager are. If you look at Pep at you know Pep Guardiola at Man City, he he will certainly give it plenty on the touchline. It's not as though that is a City Group way of managing. You know, it's not like oh no no yeah. you, you do your coaching and then you let the players get on with it. You know, he, he's yeah. constantly on the touchline, either barking instructions, having a go at the fourth official or the referee or whatever it might yeah. be. So it, it that's not. A city group way of of behaving, you know that that's a that's a, a Des way of behaving. That, that other managers behave in the same way, but it, you know, I think 
getting a bit more on the touchline would, would certainly help. And like you say, players trying to wind up, well, you know, get the fans going is should should yeah do do something. <laughs> yeah, I, I I guess it's that that connect that we always talk about the connect between the players and the fans, um, and I, I just I think it would help. Mm-hmm. Even even if it's yeah. just you know it would it would help me to think like yeah they want it they um, yeah I can Talking remember of... a few um, times that like Manning like called players out as well um, he demanded respect yeah he didn't say much and it was all kind of scripted but occasionally he'd show that he had that discipline you know. He demanded that respect. And it kind of, I mean, obviously the way he left and things, it it felt a bit false. Um, but I I kind of want to see a bit of that from Dennis. Like he, he had a bit when, um, was it after the Peterborough game where he said, right, this isn't good enough. You know, we're gonna, you're going to see a reaction. But you don't really get too much of that now. It doesn't. You know, even when he says it, you don't necessarily believe it. Like he's going to go and have a go at those players, or you know, demand whatever he needs. It, he doesn't command. It's almost as if he isn't commanding that respect. Mm. I mean, it, it it's interesting talking about getting a reaction from the players. We've only lost two on the trot this season once. You know, we we we've. Losing at home to Barnsley and away at Bristol Rovers is the only time this season we've lost two in two. So he, either he or Manning have managed to get a reaction at times, whether that's only, you know, coming back from a defeat to a win or a defeat to a draw. But, you know, it, it, it's going to be tough this weekend at, <laughs> to, to, to avoid making it to, you know, two defeats on the trot. But um, yeah. it, it, you hope that... Talking about sort of that that disconnect or the you know the connection between the the fans uh, and the players, certainly the disconnect at the moment between the fans and the club um, seems as, as as bad as I can remember it for a, an an awfully long time. You know, yeah. the club has been through you know various poor kind of um, atmospheres. You know, perhaps towards the end of the Kassam. Own, you know, owning the club era, that was probably as, you know, it got pretty bad then. You know, under under Ian Lennigan, you know, things weren't great. Under Tiger, we had winding up orders, but they didn't, there still seemed to be that that groundswell within the fan base that, okay, I, you know, that's, I, I still love the club. This club is still trying, but that's not gone brilliantly. But, but it does really seem at the moment that there are, you said this beforehand, Fraser. It's like, on one hand, you've got the planning application going in for what could turn out to be a fantastic stadium that heralds a new era for the club, and and that's very positive. And the things they they, they seem to be doing everything absolutely spot on with the, you know, with the planning application. There was the oh well, you're never going to get planning if you're going to close the road. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, the planning's gone in. Oh, and we're doing a bridge, so we won't have to close the road. And it's like, they just seem yeah. to have got the planning and the and the the, the new stadium spot on. Mm. 
but everything else seems to have gone completely to pot. It doesn't, and I don't That's think it's connected it. to the performances on the pitch necessarily. You know, I think it well, no, really I think, is absolutely I think last separate season, to that. Last season, same owners, same yeah. management. Yeah. yeah and it was a much better atmosphere. Yeah. So, <laughs> so something has clearly gone, you know, awry. Um, In a football club as well, these victories are so easy to score. And the club, are, the, the club are getting it wrong, and it's so frustrating to watch. We've talked about this so many times, but the five-minute fans forum, just bring it back, okay? Mm. Even yeah. if you're not going to give amazing, insightful answers to things, you're opening up a weekly line of communication to supporters. Just yeah. bring it back. It's, it just look at the look at the Darrell Wheels era and just copy the blueprint. It's not that hard yeah. to do. It really isn't. He was just. Yeah. He didn't have anywhere near, we said earlier, the pot, the depth of pockets that our current owners have. But he was unbelievable at creating uh, a PR machine that fans mm. wanted to buy into. They wanted to be part yeah. of that family. That it was a very attractive prospect for a supporter. And mm. you know, Tim Williams meets with the supporters trust and says things like, "I think we've overcommunicated in the past." That's what it feels like. We're being taken for granted, and you know, we don't. We don't need an excuse to support our football club, but it'd be nice to actually get something back because like Liam and I travel like 180 miles that, you know, on our journey to go and watch Oxford and they can't be bothered to do a fans forum or a five minute fans forum, which they can do on Zoom. You know, come on. Yeah. Like, why should we spend our money? Like, mm. we want to give us a reason to. As we said before, Mark Ashton never really gave answers to things, right? He just politically answered things, right? Mm, yeah. the, but 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 it it was it was a form of communication which people could look forward to every week. Everyone would tune into it, listen to that, think, "Oh, great, okay, yeah, we got we got a couple of answers to that." Have it was largely about the stadium. Oh, that you'll hear when there is something to say. That's, mm, yeah, I, I think yeah. probably every single five-minute fans forum had that. We'll, we'll tell you something when yeah. when there's something to say. Yeah, that's it. We never got that answer, and it, you know, it it yeah. wasn't even coming. <laughs> and it's, Whereas yeah, these yeah. guys have something to say, yeah, and aren't saying it. And the whole, I know, you know, Tim Tim um, Williams got a bit of a lot of stick, and still does for for calling us customers and not fans. But but equally, if you if you're using that term, you know, which is fine because behind what he said, there was some sense, i.e. we want to make this as, as good as you can for the people who are paying money to us to give them a service, which is coming to see their football club. So so there is a little bit of, OK, yeah, you know, ultimately we are customers. You know, there's a transaction. We come and pay money and and they provide the the football. So. But equally, that now seems it, it seems to be that as customers, we're being treated appallingly. You know, yeah. it, it, we sh the customer service is is really bad, um, yeah. and it, it should be better. Now, yeah. being a football club, you know, if it was a well, I've, you know, if I've used a, a garage to service my car and they've been dreadful, you'll you'll find somewhere else to get your car serviced. I'm not going to go yeah. and watch another football club. So, it's yeah. they. Then there must be that, a little bit of they exactly they know that they know yeah. that so there's a little bit of well it kind of doesn't matter what we do but but if you're using customers and talking about customer activations and 
this you know the 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 best um attendances and and the club shops doing this that and the other well that's all about customers and it's all about customer yeah. service and customer retention and yeah. it just seems like they, they are you know like you said asking, it's little yeah. it's little wins yeah yeah and we're not I'm asking like, him to get everything right it, no one does right no one does in this life he doesn't have to get every single thing right but when he, he gets something when when the club people at that level get something wrong i.e the sue trafford and michael north thing acknowledge yeah. it say yeah do you know what we see your point absolutely i can see you can see the history of that that's fine we'll we'll correct that you know but yeah. they kind of and have this are... weird silent defiance it, that it's... well no we know better yeah. so you shut up <laughs> and we Oh, right, then. And, and equally, the, the, the you know the fans understand there are certain things that the club can't. You know, with the stadium situation as it is, you know, and the the state of some of the facilities. You know, we're not saying right. We want gold plated bidets in the toilets, and we want. The, oh. We're not asking for much. We're all, you know, and those things we we can't get. We we understand. We understand how difficult things can be with the landlord, and and therefore we can't do certain things in the stadium that we would love to do, and the fans oh. are bright enough to understand that. So. Yeah. You know, it's it's not. It shouldn't be that that they don't tell us things. But, oh well, you wouldn't understand. No, we would because in um, amongst the fan base are are plenty of people who run their own businesses or do their own PR agencies or or work in media or do whatever it is that understand that actually no, you're not doing it well enough, and yeah. you should be doing it way better. Yeah, I think they I probably think... need to realise that that we don't work for them. They can't go, look, we'll tell you what mm. we want to tell you. And you it's your job to turn up and cheer. Mm. That's that's what you got. Well, no, the reason we're not cheering is because we're not happy. Yeah. This is make our... us happy. We're paying for you to make us happy. <laughs> so make us happy. Yeah. And I think yeah. that there is a connection with the players because you've got Des trying to get an assistant manager, and that's not something that should be a struggle you know if you're going to back him to get a four hundred thousand pound striker mm. who has a resale value get a bloody assistant manager and when you've got players who are looking at the managers thinking well they're not taking him seriously why should they you know yeah. they they that the players attitude on saturday seemed to echo the fans and i feel that the middle management are a big, big part of that because the owners are doing everything right when it comes to the stadium and stuff like that. They've got their big guns on it. They're trying to work it, but they're missing that middle link, which is the connection between them and the fans, them and the players and the team. That's the problem, the middle link. Mm. And we're all feeling disillusioned. Like, what the hell is going on? You're getting... You're spending all this money, you're getting that stadium stuff right, but you're getting little tiny things wrong that could be sorted so easily, like a fan's five-minute fan forum. It's so simple, yet it's being overlooked. We have no confidence in you. And I feel that the players keep echoing from there. You know, they're not backing up it with simple things. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I, I think what's going to happen is next week we're going to have the fans forum in person and it's barring us battering Pompey, which I just can't <laughs> see happen. We it's going to be It's going to be an absolute, you know, 
I, it's, it's just going to be carnage. And yeah. and what that means yeah. is they're then going to dig their heels in and go, well, this is why we don't do fan forums yeah. and stuff, because we're just... Well, that's, that's not how it works, though, no. is it? There's 18 yeah. months worth or more from the last time we had a fans forum of pent-up, not aggression, but pent-up and anger, anxiety, frustration. Absolutely. So... If you're listening and you've not seen the, the fans room, it's the, uh, next Thursday, the 7th, 6.30 at the Kassam, um, going through the revolving doors, you know, the, the sort of the the stadium reception rather than the ticket office end. Um, you don't need to be a member of Oxfox or anything like that. It's free. Come along, ask the questions if you want to, if you just want to listen to them being asked questions and hopefully answer it. Hopefully it's going to not be PMQs, Prime Minister questions, where we ask them a question and they come back with a load of prepared lines. You, you would hope that there is they're going to accept that they're going to get some tough questions, um, understandably, and yeah. and yeah, it, it it's uh, I think it's a, a real it, it could be a seismic. If that's not quite the right word, it could be a, a kind of fork in the road. Um, mm. You know, if it goes well and they stand there and go, hands up, we've got a lot wrong. We get, mm. Yeah, I accept, you know, you've asked me a question about this. Absolutely. We realise we've done it wrong. We're going to change. Yeah. Great. I think it would. And, and then and then change. Don't just say you're going to change, but change. If they get defensive and kind of, kick back at perfectly reasonable questions Which and perfectly reasonable... how it's been it feels like that's mm. yeah absolutely there, there, there doesn't seem to be that that desire to be you know listen and, and and accept that maybe they haven't got everything because they have done good things you know there are some good things around but that's yeah. getting forgotten because of the bad things and it it, it, it i think it it will be you know a very sliding doors moment perhaps even though it's a revolving door. I don't think all the anger, like, that they might think that some of the anger is going to be based on Des, and I think there might be a little bit, but I think it is going to be mainly to... Yeah, and, and, and just Adam to... And, yeah. yeah, to make the point, it, the we're hoping um, to have another fans forum with Des and, the, and some of the coaching staff, potentially a player, that kind of thing either later in the season or, or early next season or, or in the summer or whenever it might be. So this is very much a, a, a club thing, you know, it, it, in, in terms of the way the club is being run, the, the marketing, the ownership, all of that sort of stuff. So it's, I'm sure there, there may be some questions related to Des, but you know, it, yeah. it, it's not, hopefully not going to be a, why are we not playing three at the back, you know, because Tim or, you know, Grant, or if he's there or, or, or Adam, you know, what the, what they think about the play formation isn't isn't relevant. It, it's very much a the, how the club is being run rather than how the team is being run. Uh, one thing I would like to um, to see a change with is earlier on you said um, that the fans forum is at the Kazam. I'd like us all to become a bit more French so that we can say it's à la Kazam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, that's, it isn't. You're still doing Fanta, aren't you? <laughs> I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you believe? Um, yeah. Uh, I guess to link into something, I've been to a lot of those fans' forums before, and they're usually always hosted by one Chris Williams. Mm. Um, now, Chris has, uh, well, it has. I was going to say has announced, but it has 
been announced. Oh, well, actually, no, he put it in the program. Yeah. Um, that he's departing uh, the club after, I think, 25 years. Is that mm, right? Yeah. 25. Yeah. So that's basically all of the Kassam Stadium era and a bit of the end of the manor, I think, if that's. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 2001. yeah, so yeah, what's uh, what's people's thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it is worth mentioning like 25 years, it's it's probably worth mentioning. I know not everybody feels that way, little link there. Um, but, <laughs> but like, what a servant to the club, like, he's somebody who gets it. Like, if you want, if actually they should go and ask him for advice, you know, because. Mm. I think he made up for a lot of lack of communication from some previous staff who couldn't talk and he talked for them. But, like, that is, I mean, so many little things that he did, you're going to notice. You know, it's one of those things you you will notice it more when he's gone, what an incredible servant he was. And, yeah, I think the club are going to miss him. And it's, it's, it's a real shame that he's going, but I you can't help but wish him best for the future and Oxford City, you know? Fair play I'm, for I'm gutted because, as, as I've said before, I used to love the preview show. I love the interviews that he does. I like his communication and, and he's the biggest sort of communication that the fans get at the moment. Uh, so I don't know who's taking over. I'm sure, you know, people get jobs all the time. I'm sure it's <laughs> that he's got a job elsewhere and and whatever. But when this other discontent is happening, mm. it sort of feels mm. like, well, why is he going? Mm. And he's not mentioned that, that you can't help but feel, oh, that's interesting. Well, it, it, let's see what happens this weekend, because this weekend is his last game, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. If there is some, obviously it won't be in the programme because it's an away match, but if there is something, some sort of presentation, something like that, then... Maybe it's all waiting for that last game. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm just really sad because he he's a fan. You you'd have thought so, mm. but you know, lots yeah. of things should happen at at home games in front of home fans, and 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 they don't seem to happen. And it's mm. such an it, you said earlier, easy win. Yeah, yeah. he, Sorry, he deserves the respect. Fan. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a fan, and talked about. The amount of times we talked when Robinson was the manager about, yeah, sometimes he's too much like a fan. Well, someone in Chris's job can be one. Mm-hmm. And he was. And he asked the right things. And to be honest, he put me at ease a lot of the time. The way he asked questions, the way he went about things. Well, if Chris is okay with that, he's a fan as well. I get that. Not just someone doing the job. So let's see who, who takes over. They'll put their own stamp on it. But I am really sad that, that Chris is leaving. And uh, I hope, I sort of, at the same time that I hope it goes really well for him where he's going, I want to see him back at some point. So, <laughs> <laughs> bit ox- oxymoronic there, but um, yeah, customer. good luck to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, it will be nice to see him being able to be a fan again. It might take him a, a season or two to get used to that, but it would be great to see him in the stands and, and have a, a more candid view of, <laughs> of yeah. how, he, how he yeah. sort of sees the club and with, so on. Um, one thing with Chris Williams, yeah, I, he, uh, I, I uh, did some designing for the program and things, and he was the link. He he put a little 
competition thing out and I ended up working for, with the club for a few seasons. So, like, from a personal point of view, I just, yeah, he's 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 a really top guy and I just can't help but wish him all the best. Yeah, similar with um, the stuff during COVID, that was all through him and me doing the, the Instagram during the matches and stuff. It, it, he is a really nice, nice mm. guy that's... Um, sort of mm. seems to like to play the grumpy man, but he's yeah. actually really friendly. He's a bit of a teddy bear. He loves Chris Williams. He he'll always say hello. You know, yeah. if you've met him once, he'll remember you. And, you know, that is a quality, you know, that not many people have. Absolutely. So thank you, Chris, for all your work. I realise we've got this far without, without we've talked about uh, Chris Williams and Tim Williams. We haven't said hi, Tim. Um, so we ought to do that. Um, yeah, Tim Williams, if you're listening, not you. <laughs> <laughs> um, a big thank you to the fourth official on Saturday's game. Who it was his last ever game, so I think that really needed um, saying, didn't it? I think we ought to also recognise that planning application. Um, at the moment, I think perhaps you know, aware of time, that might be something we we cover in more detail when we have more detail, i.e., when the plans are published. Obviously, they've been submitted. It takes a while for all the paperwork and everything to get onto the Cherwell District Council planning portal. Um, when that happens, we'll all be able to see more detailed plans. You know, the, we've obviously seen that the 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 kind of fly throughs and the and the the visuals that we've had so far. But the yeah, the planning has gone in. It'll be a while before you know, number of days before we we can see that detailed plan. So that'll perhaps be something we cover in more detail once we have that. But it it's a again, like we said, it's a positive. They've they've got that planning in now. You know, it's it, it yeah. it's we've gone through the various stages and 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 uh, you know the fans have been fantastic getting their support in for the whole you know whenever they've been asked to by by Oxbox or the club or whatever it might be we've all done that and and that's now one more step hopefully on that on that that journey women's team 2-0 defeat at home to rugby borough um it's yeah looking looking like it's looking a, like it's not their season. It, it, yes, yeah, uh, but that's fine. Focus on next then. Um, it'd be great if next season they could actually have a proper budget. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what always, their budget is this season, but, but it's always punching above their weight, even if mm, they're not. You know, I don't know what their budget is this season, but every a lot of the other teams have put their budgets up and are taking yeah. it more seriously. So we need to to make sure we're. Following suit, at least. Enjoy uh, the fan forum, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, it, it is one club, and mm. we cover them. But even as a, a pod that does take an interest in them, and and like high calf, we're really proud of you for everything you do, and so on. Even we don't have enough access to do a long enough segment on them. Mm. Even if we go to the game, we talk about the performance, all of that, but we don't get as much information about that. So mm. it would be good if it were taken um, a bit more seriously. It's definitely better than it was, but it, it could still be better. Mm. Absolutely. And if if the club would like some good PR, I think, you know, if letting their staff and stuff 
go on to podcasts like ours would be a step in the right direction. It, we're not irresponsible. You could sit, hear the recordings before we release them, but it's a simple win. Maybe we send an invite to uh, Tim or Grant to get them on. We, well, we, you know, we, we had uh, yeah. Zaki, didn't we? Zaki came on. I know he'd left the club at that point, oh, yeah. I think, but... Um, yeah, we did. Yeah. What guy he was. He was. <laughs> get it uh, on the piano as what he did. Uh, that was... Yeah. yeah. Um, any other business? Well, did we cover Pompey? Yeah, we did that. The you know yeah, yeah we I got mean, Pompey this night. That's <laughs> quite a big game. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I just don't. You know Star Wars. Mm. I have a bad yes. feeling about this. That is yeah. very much how I feel. <laughs> I was I was talking is to that... a Man U fan earlier, and they were like, "We played rubbish at the weekend," and uh, you know, bit next week we got Man City. We haven't got a chance. And it's like, yeah, I kind of know how you feel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It just, yeah, it doesn't. There's just no confidence, is there? <laughs> but if, if you know, if Buckingham were to pull off a result this Saturday and get a win somehow, it would be such a turning point in his management career here mm-hmm. and in our season because yeah. everyone would leave the away end thinking we are finishing in the playoffs 100%. It'd be such a confidence builder to go to Fratton mm-hmm. Park and get a result. And by the way, we should be going there to try and get a result. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, oh, yeah. we have a squad. We have a squad this season that are capable of beating Portsmouth at Fratton. And that's what we should be setting up to do. I know yeah. it's going to be unlikely, but I don't want I don't want us to set up for a draw. No, no. Go for a win. Yeah. But also, I would like to sort of further on what I said earlier. Saying that there is no plan or no one knows what they're doing, I don't think is is fair particularly when you look at we changed our shape completely against Wigan. The first half wasn't good enough. Changed the shape, made some changes, second half, miles apart. I I don't remember seeing many managers being able to make such an impact. Three or four games, we've been awful in the the first half. He's made some changes at halftime. We've been much better in the second. What we need is identifying first of all how we should set up and then if and when we do I I think Jerome said it during um one of the podcasts again I can't remember if it was wasn't at the game or the dub the fact that we've gone ahead in five of the last seven games at home that we that we've let points drop and and so on shows that we're a good team we can go ahead Mm. also shows we don't really know what to do when we are ahead So that's what yeah. needs addressing. I think, you know, we are a good team. We are a good squad. We do have a good manager. History shows us we have a good manager. Oh. He and needs to get got... used to the league. He needs his team behind him. And, um, yeah. Come on, you yellows. Well, talking about, about score, I'm just looking at some some stats because uh, we haven't done any stats yet. So here's, here's just they're, a few stats. Because they're not pretty at the moment. <laughs> well, I, I, this is for the whole of the season, so I don't know necessarily how this works currently. But but we, we've been the team that scored for 57% of the games. We've scored first. Yeah. 49% of the time, we've got a half-time lead. Um, yeah. You know, God, really? so wow. in, and lead status average minute we've we've been leading more than we've been trailing so mm. there are 
yeah it, I, and, and going back to that we've only lost two on the trot once this season and and we were the only team i think derby are the only team or were the only team at that point i'm not sure who hadn't lost two on the trot every other club in the division had lost two on the trot we were the yeah. last but one team to 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 do that so it, we're not it is very difficult to because we only we see every 90 minutes of the team you know we watch all the game all the games you know we, we're focused on oxford united and, yeah. and when we're not playing well we just assume everyone else is playing brilliantly and yeah. and i say look at peterborough you know they're 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 falling apart at, at a worse rate than we are you know it's it's it is yeah. and you're right that might just be a, a result against pompey and a perform or even a performance against pompey might just be the the the, the catalyst for the rest of the season and the thing, the silly thing is, the substitutes are making positive changes. There was one point where we would, like, it was like four out of the last five goal scorers were substitutes. Mm. You know, and they are making a positive difference. It's just we're then giving away stupid goals where we switch off or whatever. You know, if it's rather than worrying about was it offside or whatever, if they'd have done what Blake Norrie would have done and pulled the player down. Oh, put it out. Yeah. yeah. It was trying to keep yeah. the ball in. Yeah. It, it should have been offside. It wasn't. The defending there on in was awful, but he could have just put it out for a throw. Yeah. yeah. And Which it, hindsight's a wonderful thing, obviously. Yeah. But as we can't, the ingredients are there. It's just for some reason it's not working. <laughs> One thing I, I, well, a couple of things, but I'll start on topic and say previous seasons, you had 2019-2020, which obviously was curtailed, and, and that meant that we finished fourth because of points per game. Um, other than that, every season in League One, we'd have torn an arm off to be where we are now. Yeah, You had the, the next season, we scraped into the playoffs on the last game of the season. But other than that, we, we weren't in the top six at all. As... As I say this sentence, we are in the playoffs. <laughs> By yeah, the end of yeah. the night, we might not be. But this is quarter past we, eight on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely would have loved to be where we currently are. So it's not yeah. all doom and gloom. There is no. plenty to be positive about. The other thing I was going to say, and I meant to say it earlier in the podcast, is people going nuts about Tyler Bury not being on the bench. There are two wingers on the bench. He's gone for Bowden, who's not an out-and-out -out winger, granted and Owen Dale those two are our players if you've got mm. two players that can play on the wing that you're having on the bench and you've got three to choose from and one is a lone player I think it's you're absolutely in the right place going well we'll pick our own because it'll improve mm. their career yeah I, I, I think yeah, people looking at the they must have fallen out they must have fallen out. There's no other reason yeah. it'd be left out. I've just given you one reason. Yeah. I, and I'm just, sure there are plenty more. I I, 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 I take that point. I, having seen Bury influence games, I, I'd still like occasionally to see him on the bench, you know, and and maybe maybe we will. I don't know, you know, depends if... I think James Henry is, is in that bracket as well. Mm. Obviously scored the equaliser <laughs> against yeah. Pompey. But it, people who automatically make, well, it must be that there's a falling out. No, I that is not that necessarily point. the case. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, one thing I, I'd also like to say is up behind us, we were, Paul and I were watching the, what was the game before Orient? Wickham away. No, I'm sorry. No, Northampton. Northampton. Sorry. Northampton. Yeah, Northampton. Paul and I were watching the Northampton game. And up behind us, in, like along the um, where all the analysts are, was James Henry, uh, Finn Stevens, and maybe Ocean Smith. But Finn Stevens was putting things into James Henry's hood without him noticing <laughs> and taking photos every time he gets up in. I think the the camaraderie in the in the team is is mm. there, and mm. I think that puts us in a good place as well. So I, I said yeah. I'd get more positive. There are some positive things. They were winding up the, the old guy. <laughs> uh, how old is he? Thirty-four. Old. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm thirty-six. Let's not. Uh, well, I think we'll uh, we'll leave it on that positive note, um, yeah. and and let's hope for a positive result on Saturday, and uh, you know a positive fans forum, and, and just hope. Like we say, let's let's hope this is a a sliding doors moment, and and we kind of we look back at this point and go, I don't know what we were worried about, but um, until until that time arrives, we'll take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.